Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey there, I'm Chris from the Geek P Podcast here with my two co-hosts, Trent. What up? And Brandon. Yo, yo. Here at the Geek Peak, we strive to provide you the best content from all across the pop culture multiverse. Think of us as your content concierge, seeking out all the best movies, TV, games, and music to save your valuable time. We have a different adult beverage every week, and we like to keep things light and fresh, so come hang out with us. So check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Geek Peak. Like a mountain! And check out our site at geekpeakpod.com. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Hey everybody, welcome to the special edition Friday drop of the rest of the conversation between myself and the ladies from Taboos, Celeste and Allie. I really hope you guys are enjoying listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. And thanks for tuning in. If you're lost, feel free to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode to get all caught up on where we're at. We will continue to suffer from mental health issues and self-loathing and all kinds of health complications that come from the inability to take care of ourselves just because we don't respect ourselves. But that's the way society wants it. We are more vulnerable that way. We are weaker that way. We are more susceptible to marketing that way. We spend more money that way. I just, I really think like respect is the the key here. And I just feel like not enough people talk about it. So there was my soapbox and I'm sorry, I'm done. I just get really passionate about it. <laughs> I think you hit a key thing there though too is Marketing plays a whole other thing into these boxes that we have to fit into within our society that heaven forbid you break out of. So high school, I was a goth. I also liked insane clown posse. I hate both of those things. Seen them too, actually. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I'm not jealous of that one. (laughs) Yeah, you shouldn't be. I've never seen ICP, but I did see that one guy at that Tech 9 show who I'm pretty sure came straight from an ICP concert. So I, that's that's as close as I'm going to get, and I'm okay with There you go. Lo- love Tech 9, too, so I'm, I'm with you. I have a strange tattoo. <laughs> that's an tattoo. amazing show. Yeah, that's actually on my list. Um, I was going to – I'm going to – I was going to get the Eba down, ah! nice. down my forearm. So Evil brain ginger uh, Yep, that's kind of me. <laughs> nice. Uh, I I identified with that song the first time I heard it, and it's that's one of my bangers. That's like, bro, dysfunctional. My... That's my shit. Yeah, that's I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, there... That's our shit. We hold hands during that shit. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. fantastic. To that point, though, and this sort of music is against those social constructs like tech nine doesn't fit within societal norms by any means. Strange. (laughs) Yeah. So if you don't fit within advertising's perfect little box, 
society doesn't want you either. So you're kicked out even more. It's this vicious cycle. And I don't know how we're ever going to break it, to be honest, because nothing sells more than the norm. I have I a know, solution. Can I, can I tell you guys my solution? Sure. What's your solution? My solution is that all of the misfits have to band together. That's really what it's going to come down to. The only way to conquer dominant culture is to counter it with misfit culture. And honestly, misfits have to take over. And I don't mean in a hostile way. So, dear misfits, please don't feel like you should grab (laughs) your torch and pitchfork right now. That's not what I'm talking about. But I really mean it. I really mean the people who don't fit in the boxes. Like, I think about myself compared to my parents. My parents are good people. I love my parents. But guess what? My parents are the definition of a privileged box. That's their life. That's their choice. I'm just not that. But when I really think about how we move forward and how we make this better, I recognize in order to do that, I, as a misfit, you as a misfit, Aaron as a misfit, have to come together and have those those moments and those exertions of ourselves against dominant culture to really say like, it doesn't have to be this way, and that's okay. It, it doesn't have to be the box. The box isn't even good. It's not even right. It's totally a fucking lie. It's all a construct that they fed you because you can't think for yourself. Let us show you how. Like, really, the misfits of our world, that's the only way that we're going to fix that. And I'm on a mission to band together the fucking misfits. There needs to be representation. There needs to be conversation. There needs to be acceptance. And honestly, that's why we have our show. I'm glad you guys do. (laughs) That actually kind of reminds me of something I read a lot. Lumped into a bunch of my other bullshit because I I sleep like three and a half, four hours a night. I, I spend a lot of time not, I mean, not necessarily moving around a lot, but like I don't turn my brain off real well. So I have... Like I said, it's it's a rat's nest up there. There's a lot going on, but there's something I read years ago, and it was it's always kind of stuck with me. And this is another thing too. I I agree with you about harnessing the misfits and all this other other potential. There's a lot of potential there. I mean, that's one of the things is I have kind of a negative skew on things, but I haven't given up hope yet. There's potential. Humanity yep. has potential to not suck. Yep. We just gotta get everybody to realize it. And as parents, you know, with the things we pass oh along to God. our kids. Yes. I have faith you guys are going to do amazing with that. I, like I, I've said before, I think I did pretty okay with my kid. I'm, I'm really proud of the way he turned out. He's not a shithead. I mean, he, he had, don't get me wrong. He has a shithead. He's 22 years old. He gets like a small shithead pass. Yeah. He, he he's, he's a typical 22 year old. He has like the shithead hall pass, not the shithead life pass. Yeah, no, but he's, I mean, even for a 22-year-old, he's not that bad. I mean, he works his ass off. Everything he wants, he goes out and gets. You know, it's, I'm, like I said, I'm really proud that he has that kind of work ethic. And he has a really strong moral core. I mean, pretty soft-spoken. He's he's a fucking Sasquatch. I mean, he's a big kid, but he's, you know, like 6'3 and like, I don't know, 260 probably. Big boy. Yeah, he's, like I said, he's kind of a Sasquatch and he's taller than I am. And, you know, he did that like typical teenage boy thing at one point where he's like, what are you going to do, old man? And so I threw him over a car. Um, 
whoop your ass. That's yeah, what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what the old man's going to do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, after he's gone, I'm like, fuck, where's my Bengay? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me more than it hurt him, but we're not going to tell him that. Exactly. Like I said, he doesn't listen. I don't care. <laughs> but I understand that. I respect where that comes from, from a, like a biological imperative. At some point, you have to do something stupid and try the old guy because... I did the exact same thing and I deserved everything I got for it. I, I do not question that in the slightest because I pushed my dad just a little too far. And I know, I know the way he reacted a was completely knee jerk and not anything that was unwarranted. I deserved it. (laughs) And B he felt so guilty because he smacked me upside the head. Not, not even like a full on, like he didn't punch me or anything like that. Just kind of a casual backhand because I shoved him. At, at like 16 you know i'm like what are you gonna do old man Ugh. and boop, this little backhand and knocked me on my ass <laughs> like literally i was like fuck i shouldn't have done that and i look over and he's like sitting there holding his head in his hands like i can't believe i just did that and my mom who is all of like you know four foot eleven is going at him like a little chihuahua going after a Rottweiler. Just, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. What the hell's the matter with you? You just said, and I was like, mom, mom, mom. And she said, oh my God, are you okay? Leave him alone. Father, I am sorry for what I did. I'm going to go to my room and think about that. My dignity and I are leaving now. I'm going to go and think about what I did. I apologize. (laughs) And I went and sat down in my room like, I'm never going after that old man again. And he came in and checked on me after yeah, he let me swallow my pride a little bit and just like <laughs> have a good think about like, okay, that was really fucking dumb. And then he's just, you all right, bud? Yes, father. I apologize. I, I will refrain from being an arrogant little ass bag from now on. I have learned my lesson. I, I have learned that I will never cross Thor again. I swear to God. Cause that's the other thing. My dad is like, He's about my height, you know, five eleven, six foot, blonde hair, blue eyes, biker, long beard, long hair, covered in tattoos. He looks like fucking Thor, like not not Marvel Thor, but no, like, like you know, Sons of Anarchy Thor. Yes, exactly. He he is. He lives way up, way way up north, uh, like almost in the UP, like in the middle of nowhere, in this cabin in the woods, and. It's like, you know, painted this loud ass green. He's this like old biker hippie. It, it, I, I had amazing parents. I'm not going to lie. I really lucked out. I mean, they are part of the reason why I'm the way I am. I mean, they were very accepting and supportive and very cool people. And uh, and and my dad is a, a lot like me, which is probably where I got it from, where he's just like, dude, it's fucking stupid. People are people. Don't be a shithead. And like he would catch us being a shithead when we were kids. And just be like, what's the matter with you? That's not, no, that is not warranted. You're being a shithead. Knock it off. I mean, you'd put it in parrot and speak, but that's what it boiled down to was stop being such a shithead. I say that shit to my, I actually say that shit to my kid. I literally, I literally will. I will be like, you're being an asshole. Stop it. I, I really do that. I think that's yeah, a big well, part I, of it. I had to dial it back when I got a phone call from the school about him calling another kid a shithead in the middle of class. So I was like. And, you know, my response was, well, was the kid being a shithead? And th- they were just like, oh, <laughs> and 
you will and not be helpful in this phone call. Yeah, there. Well, at one point there was a kid that was bullying him, which I don't cotton to that shite at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. It was kind of ridiculous because at one point my wife pointed out the kid that was giving him all this shit, and I'm like. He's like twice that kid's size. What the fuck? My and my son was he's he's a like I said, he's a good kid, but he you know, he was he's very into like animals and he had he takes care of like he's got all kinds of lizards and snakes and turtles and shit and takes care of all these animals and he's very you know, we had a rabbit for a while and cats and dogs and uh we had a giant tegu that for he passed away a couple of years ago, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a four foot lizard that just crawled around the house. Oh my goodness. A very caring, like kind hearted kid. But we also like put him in karate when he was like six. So it's like, I know. And we always told him and his, his sensei told him and everybody always don't start a fight. You don't bully people. You don't be a shithead, but defend yourself. If you're in one, finish it. Exactly. It, you, you don't start the fight, but you finish that shit. Yep. And this little runty kid that happened to be on the football team and my son did not feel the need to. He didn't have that competitive drive. Like he was very active when he was in school. Him, him and his friends, like they would disappear. It was great for this generation. They were outside all the fucking time. Like they were like free running through the park and stuff. You know, they, they didn't want to compete, but they wanted to go be active. Uh, but we still had this little arrogant little like wannabe pseudo alpha male fucker. And it's like, okay, first off, you're in sixth grade. Your balls <laughs> haven't out. dropped yet. You don't get to be alpha. So stop. Second off, you're like four foot 11 and you're like 83 pounds. Why in the hell are you picking on a kid that's twice your size? Because you think you can get away with it? And I, I told my kid, I said, he, we had, he got this, he picked out a stainless steel lunchbox at the start of the school year. Like, Kind of like the old school lunch boxes, you know, nothing huge, but it was it was just like shiny silver stainless steel. And he came home one day and it was all dented and beat up. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? It's <laughs> like you were really excited. You wanted that lunchbox. Why is it all beat to shit? So, like, well, this kid keeps knocking it out of my hands at school every day. And I was like, why are you letting him do that? He's like, did you do the teachers not see him doing this or is he that sneaky? What's going on? He's like, no, it's just, it's in the cafeteria and he always does it when nobody's around, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I'm like, okay, look, that kid's a shithead. Don't let him do that anymore. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to warn him, tell him, stop knocking my lunchbox out of my hands. And if he does it again, when he knocks it out of your hands, you bend over and pick it up. And as you're standing up, you crack the fuck out of him with that thing. Mm-hmm. And he won't knock it out of your hands anymore after that. He goes, I'll get, I'll get in trouble. I said, yeah, as soon as you get in the principal's office, you sit down and you tell them to call me. Don't call your mother. Don't call grandma. You call me. They have my cell I phone am Papa, number. You call me. <laughs> and he's like, well, what's going to happen? I said, they're going to call me. I'm going to come into the school. They're going to yell. I'm going to go. Was it the kid that's bullying you, son? You're going to say yes. And then we're going to go to the movies. And I'm going to tell them we're going to the movies because you're not in fucking trouble. Yep. And he was like, uh, okay. And like two days later, he's like, I said, what's going on with that kid? He's like, nothing. I said, what happened? I told him if he hit my lunchbox out of my hands again, I was going to slap the fuck out of him with it. And I said, what do you say to that? He said, he said, you won't do it. 
And he said, my dad told me to. And that was apparently the end of that. Because... <laughs> nice. Like I said, you don't start the fight, but you don't let that little shithead keep knocking your lunchbox out of your hands either. I want to be that mom, though. I do. I want to be that. I'm a pacifist. Like, everybody who knows me knows that I don't believe in violence. But fuck, if you fuck with my kid, I will literally make you wish that you were never born, and I won't even touch you. I will rip your throat out with a smile on my face, and you won't even know it's fucking coming. I am about that. I want to be that parent. I do. Who, like, everybody knows is the cool mom. Cause I'm a cool mom. I literally, I, I, we carpool in the morning with another little boy from daycare and at school. And when he came to my house the first time, he was like, Ari said, you guys have Fortnite. Is that real? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, can you teach me how to play? I don't want Ari to know. I don't know how to play. And I was like, okay. So like, I already know I got the, That's the cool. cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know I got the cool mom points covered, but I also want to be the mom that like, People know if you fuck with my kid, like like kids. I want kids to be afraid of me. I want, <laughs> I do. I want kids to think like, oh shit, we shouldn't fuck with Tiny because even though we could maybe fuck with Tiny and she wouldn't really do anything because she's also a pacifist and also like she just doesn't get it. She just that's not who she is. I want them to be fucking scared shitless to deal with me because. I, although I'm a pacifist, I am a bitch. I will fucking destroy your life. I don't even care that you're five years old. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I actually, I had that for a little while when my kid was in like middle school. Other parents would be like, yeah, by the way, we told Alex's dad he can beat you if you start acting <laughs> up. I want to be that parent. I do. People send their kids to me just for reform. Oh, I, I used to get that all the time. You know, he's always so polite after he comes back from your house. I said, yeah, it's because when he comes in acting like a shithead in my house, he doesn't get his way. I, I have sent I have sent kids out of the house, like, come back in, do it right. Yeah. Excuse but I me, think... could, I, could I have a soda, please? There you go. Fuck off. I think that <laughs> goes back to the respect thing. Like, I legitimately... If my kid does not say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, when she's speaking to me, I ignore her. If if you do not yes, ma'am, me, fuck off. I don't care what you have to say. Like, I don't. I don't. And that's not to say that I don't care what she has to say in the sense of I'm not listening to her. But I demand respect. I And she's not exempt from that. And I want her to know that I demand respect and I expect her to demand respect. And the only way to do that is by showing her that. So do I expect like other children in her grade to be like, yes, ma'am, when they're talking to my seven-year-old daughter? No, I don't. But do I expect her to know the difference between somebody treating her like shit and somebody being respectful to her? I sure fucking do. And the reason she knows that is because I'm showing her that. That's my job. I think that that's also something that so many people just don't recognize before they procreate and suddenly they have children and they're like, oh, fuck, this is really hard. And also I have to teach them how to be independent human beings. And that's just a concept that's like lost on so many people. Well, let's be fair. So many people shouldn't be procreating, period. So I really disagree with the test against human rights, but I completely 1 billion percent agree with the test for children's rights, which I think are more important. Yeah, well, I that's I I'm just saying I, 
certain people I really, I agree, should not be allowed to procreate. Yep. That's, and unfortunately, those are the ones that, you know, pop out four or five. Yep. I mean, Idiocracy wasn't supposed to be a documentary, but. I had a baby with one. I don't know how that happened. It happens. It happens. I, mean... I love that you both got super quiet. I'm not even mad about that. I totally would pass the test. I'm not worried about it. Well, no, I. That's fair. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I know a couple people that really, I, if you'd asked me before the kid came along, I never would have given him a pass. I'd have been like, nope, sterilize both of those fucks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the kid came along and all of a sudden they pulled their heads out of their asses. So. Isn't that crazy, too, that like this small blob, this small helpless blob that literally shits and cries and sleeps can like change people to that degree, like literally 180 people. Isn't that crazy? I think it's so cool, but I just do. I think it's crazy. Shout out to the little helpless blobs that shit and cry and sleep. <laughs> Y'all the real MVPs. Yeah, they got the dream. They just don't know it yet. They do. Living their best lives. <laughs> but, Fuck. Yeah. I want to be carried everywhere. Can we go back to that? Why don't I, know, I get right? carried places? Why can't I just be like up and like somebody picks me up and carries me? I just want nap time to be like an implemented oh. thing again. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And snack. Oh, snacks. Well, I actually, I don't know. I don't get snacks because I eat so much now. Well, every job I've had, you know, you have to taste certain things and yada, yada, yada. But now I'm doing like recipe development and research type stuff. Oh, oh, God. I was like, I'm bloated. I want to take a nap. I'm dying. Yeah. And realistically, I could squeeze in a nap if I really angled it right. I do that. I am meeting narcolepsy, so sometimes I, sometimes there are just those calls where I'm like, can't do it, must nap. Yeah. Okay, I've, I'll be honest, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. Hmm. We took many avenues. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, it's not really the guided tour, it's more just the kind of like strolling through the neighborhood looking at the decorations. I'm here for it, and there's even still some <laughs> Christmas lights up, so I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I well, I've got one neighbor who their lights never ever, and that's okay. I mean, you know, rock and roll. They they actually got the cool ones, like the varying color LED ones. Ooh. So it's like they never come down, but they don't stay Christmassy either. They they go to like you know like a, a soft cool blue, and mm-hmm. then like I think there was like their their kids are older too. They were out of town, and like I'm pretty sure the kid was throwing a party because they were like purple and green and orange and red, fucking strobing and shit. Oh, yeah, those are the kind you leave all year. Yeah, they're not really Christmas lights. They're ambiance lights. We have a neighbor who has those little, and maybe they're the same light, but the setting that they have them on is the pinpoint, like, laser laser points. And they're, okay. the, they're like, it looks like the house has freckles, basically. Like, it's lights being projected onto the house, but it looks like freckles. And the setting that they have them on are red and green because it was Christmas once upon a time ago. So these are definitely still Christmas lights. But the way (laughs) that they move and the fact that they're laser pointers, they just honestly look like little bugs, like little crawling bugs all over the place. And tiny, legitimately, every night when we drive past that house, if it's dark enough, by the time we drive past, she'll be like, Mom, the bugs are on the house. 
because that's what they look like. And I just think it's super funny. And now when I see that house, regardless of if the lights are on or not, it's the bug house. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Celeste literally at the end of every episode is like, did I rant too much? I do. I ask that question every time. And I probably will ask it at the end of this one. Nah, well, at least you're asking somebody else. I'm doing that to myself on like a <laughs> weekly basis. Like, was that really as fucking off the rails? As I think it was. I once I post the episode, I don't listen to it. And people will, I've had people talk to me like, hey, you remember when you said this? That? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so bad about engagement because I don't like after by the time I'm done editing, I don't want to hear what I'm like. God, this guy's a prick. What? The, oh, wait, that's my show. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I'm i always like, did I really go as far off of home as I thought I did there? Does anybody really want to listen to me babble on about the same shit again? Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. I've got like little things where it started out as a joke, but it's kind of true, like putting up episode descriptions and stuff. And there's one in pretty much every one of my episodes is I don't fucking get hashtags or some variant <laughs> of that because... I don't fucking get hashtags. It's like, I don't get hashtags. I still don't get hashtags. Am I doing this shit right yet? And because I, I don't get it. I don't know what works with the SEO search engine stuff or any of that other fancy techno crap. I'm like, I do this. So I don't have a coronary. This is like my pressure valve. I, I sit down, I yell into a microphone for about 45 minutes to an hour. Then I spend another three hours trying to make it sound presentable. And then I share it with the world. Yes, and then I tell the world, hey, guess what? Big Dummy's doing it again. <laughs> I'm back. You know what? Your show is like reminiscent of for me. Have you ever watched Family Guy? Yes. <laughs> Peter Griffin. So I, the when grind he was my on gears. The... Yes. <laughs> yes. 100% yes, grind, grind my, my gears. gears. Yes. Except like I love it. intelligent, not. Yeah, because Peter Griffin's a Peter Griffin idiot. version. <laughs> Yeah, that's well. Thank you for the differentiation there. I, uh... I actually, on that note, uh, I was gonna say shout out to your um, cancel culture episode. I thought that the connection that you made between cancel culture and the Salem witch trials, like, yes, a stretch, but at the same time, not a stretch at all. I thought that that was such an interesting thought, and honestly. I wanted to thank you for that because that was very provoking for my brain. And I've been thinking about it since, like even throughout this conversation and shit. So (laughs) no, I'm really serious because I have very strong feelings about it. So maybe that's something we either talk about now or we revisit another time. Well, I mean, we could talk about it. That is, well, thank you for, you know, bringing up something I said that was halfway intelligent. Yeah. I mean, that was just really, I don't, I don't approve of, I mean, there's a lot of shit that needs to be fixed and a lot of things that need to stop, but it's the, like I said, the cancel mentality is so potentially loaded. It has so much potential to get in the wrong cart and just roll off the rails real quick. That, that persecution mentality is you want to ask anybody how persecution mentality goes, ask somebody from Germany that grew up in the thirties, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. It started out simple enough and, you know, we don't agree with this. We don't agree with that. And next thing you know, there's a million people in a camp somewhere that never got a chance to grow up. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, cliches and stereotypes about that, that mentality. And what I, when I said that, I was like, 
what is something that is a common thread in this country that is not so big that people can't identify with it that we all are willing to admit was fucked up and stupid? I mean, I don't know anybody nowadays who's going to go, you know what? Yeah, those women deserve to be hung for not fitting the really uptight Protestant. Oh, they didn't want to get married and have babies? Yeah, they definitely deserve to swing for that. You don't want to you don't want to you don't want to be a baby factory. You're a witch. Yep. No, no, motherfucker. I mean, maybe it's because you smell like a horse and she doesn't <laughs> want you jumping up and down on her and sweating all and over. And you've never brushed your teeth yeah. before. We could talk about that. Yeah. Too. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's I'm like as much as I hate the phrase trigger. Oh, yeah. No, that triggers me. Uh, I'm a teeth people. I'm, I'm a teeth people for sure. That's kind of yeah, ironic, though, how that example of cancel culture ties into this whole conformity of society, though. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, it's v- v- very true. I mean, it's like it's kind of like the the whole reoccurring theme is just being able to think for yourself, mm-hmm. being able to think critically. I mean, I'm not I'm far from emotionalist. I have. <laughs> When I, in my youth, I had a lot of kind of like rage issues where it was, I I was always a big kid. And like I said, my mom is a friggin' chihuahua. So it, she spent her, and my mom is a full on, like full blown hippie, like legit, you know, 1970s, 1960s, you know, flower child. And I, I have no problem with that, but so I spent my entire youth, like my dad, like I said, he was this big, you know, biker guy was in the military, like very, you know, Vietnam era, very stereotypical of the, that situation. And my dad is a very take no shit kind of guy. He's the most, you know, like gentle soul until you cross that line. And then I've seen him lose his temper like twice in my 40 years. (laughs) And both times literally scared the living shit out of me because I was like, that is the most dangerous man I've ever met in my life. But like I said, 95% of the time, he's the most just laid back, mellow, super chill guy. But he's got this, you know, like massive potential where it's like, if he really loses his shit, it's a scary thing. And I kind of inherited that as well and i was taught from an early age to stand up for myself but never don't be the aggressor but don't be a victim either but at the same time i had my mother telling me you're gonna really hurt these other kids if you lash out violently so i was not like a physically violent person but i had all kinds of emotional hang-ups that tied into that shit and you ended up okay. kind of becoming like a Vulcan. Yeah, no, that, thank you. That's pretty much exactly right. And yeah, I was also like next generation all day. So this just went completely over Celeste's head. That's okay. She watched it too. She saw it. She saw it fly over my head and she was like, we should just acknowledge her. Just, just do the sign that you can do Celeste. It's okay. There we go. This is what I got. I can almost do it. I can like eh. I can yeah. sort of do it with this hand, but I'm really good at it with this hand. This is my contribution. It's the thing. I did have to like learn that emotional control. And part of that was in stop letting my emotions 
affect all my reactions to everything. So I personally, when I look at things like that, I am very like analytical. I don't, I don't get super emotional when it comes to my thought processes. So I swear this was going somewhere. I'm so- I just, I think that I, I just like these kinds of conversations. I like philosophical shit. I like, I like this. I like that we're having an open dialogue. Like I just, yeah, you know. I mean, and I think one of the main things too is people just need to let other people be people. If it's not hurting yeah. you and anybody else, let whoever be really exactly just calm down. That is the entire premise of our show. But the the fact that we actually call it out, right? Like I think about our virginity episode. How many times did we say, mind your business, right? If it's not your body, if it's not your pussy, if it's not your dick, mind your fucking business. Like that's, exactly. the, that's the conversation that needs to be happening. But like that doesn't change the fact that people just don't get that. Like they, like they don't understand to mind your business. So I think that that's really important what you're saying. And that is the premise of, of this, your show, Aaron, but also our show is to just, again, broaden those horizons, be able to have those conversations and step outside the it, goddamn box. Exactly. Exactly. If you, if you don't align, cool. Move on with your fucking date. Me not being a virgin doesn't affect you or I mean, if you're that worried about my pussy, there's probably a different kind of problem we're having here. I just, I just don't understand like why the things that I choose to do with my body affect anybody else. Like if you're not me or my child, what I do with my life shouldn't matter to you. And I feel like everyone has the right to say that every single person has the right to say that. And I just don't feel like we're taught that. And that's the difference. That's the difference that separates us in our our broadened minds and those of small mindedness who really just feel like they can't part of it is that they don't know part of it is that they have never been told part of it is that they don't know how part of it is that they don't want to there's so many pieces of that but like fuck if everybody just minded their own fucking business we'd be in a much better place yeah i completely agree that's actually i have a slightly different skew on it that i comes up pretty regularly i think and when i'm talking about things is i am a firm subscriber in the philosophy of i don't give a fuck yeah and it it applies in in more uh, like initially it's just you know kind of sounds like being flip and just one off and like yeah i don't give a fuck but it's it's more relevant in as in if whatever it is you want to make the decisions that impact your life I don't give a fuck because that's your life. It's nope. it has no impact. I mean, I have no right to have an opinion about it. And I think there's a huge difference between I don't give a fuck and I don't care. And I think that so many people don't understand that. And when you say I don't give a fuck, I genuinely hear you saying like, cool, like, OK, I don't like I don't give a fuck. I don't like that's how I hear it. Right. But like then if someone was it, like I think about if somebody came out to me, that's just the example I'm going to roll with. If somebody came out to me and I said, I don't care, that's soul crushing. That's literally soul crushing. If somebody came out to me and said, I'm this way. And I said, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't like, I mean that in the sense of, I don't give a fuck. I love you for who you are. Like I have zero fucks to give. I literally just am not upset by this. This doesn't affect me that way, but it's different than not caring. And I feel like too many people just don't care 
And that's my problem because I care too much and I own that and I can't help it and I'm cursed and it's fine. But like the level of apathy and we talk about apathy on our show a lot, but apathy is just like a fucking cancer in our country and I just in, in our world, in our species. And I just don't understand that either. So small mindedness and apathy can both go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. I completely agree. I've I've actually literally had that conversation with a friend of mine who was like, Yeah, you know, by the way, you know, I'm 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 gay and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Are you I, like you're gay, it's also your round, motherfucker. Go go get the drinks. Mm-hmm. Yep. That I mean, if if you're if you wanted to be gay with me, I'm sorry. I I know I'm pretty, but I'm not interested. I'm flattered, and I, I, Lord only knows why. I apparently there is a certain category of gay man that just finds me attractive as shit, and I never understood it because I've I look at myself and I'm just like, Ugh. is it because you're and, like a grizzly bear? Is that is that the category? Well, you that's what I thought at first too, because I was like. I mean, I have a, a like, I, again, a, I don't give a fuck. You know, if you're into what I've gone to, you know, the pride parades in Chicago, I, I don't give a fuck. I have plenty of friends. Yeah. Swing whatever way you want. I don't give a shit. And, um, and I have, like, I've had this conversation with a couple of my gay friends because I was like, dude, what is this guy's fucking issue? Why does he think I'm pretty? I'm like, is, is it just, is he into the bears? I mean, I, I, I look good in leather, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just want to know why he, because it's, it's kind of like we were saying earlier, it's about respect, too. Yeah. When it's like, hey, you're kind of cute. And I'm like, well, you know, thank you. I'm you know not interested. I'm a breeder. I'm sorry. And when I say no, thank you politely, like three times, that's kind of where I start hitting my cutoff. And I'm like, dude, fucking take a hint, bro. But, you know, after after I've shot you down this many times, is it really appropriate to try and give me a lap dance? Personal boundaries. It's and honestly, I can that is not a joke. That literally happened where I got a guy that bless his little heart just kept throwing himself at me. And I'm like, look, bro, it's uh, no. okay." it was my birthday one year and my wife and I stopped by their house because like six of our friends that had a place together and he lived, he was one of the people that lived there. And I was, I was like, you know what? Don't tell him it's my birthday. I don't want to acknowledge my birthday. And this was actually even before we were dating, we were just kind of hanging out and she was like, Hey, come on, we'll go get, we'll go grab you a beer for your birthday. And I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. I'm perfectly happy sitting here playing video games and drinking my six pack by myself because I don't want to go out. It's my birthday. And fuck it. I want to stay home. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, come on. You're being a poop. You're depressed. Get up. And like, she drags me out of the house and she's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go grab something. I left at Sarah's house. Okay, whatever. And we get there and I'm like, don't tell anybody it's my birthday. I don't want anybody making a big deal. I, I've never really given a shit about my birthday. I don't care. It's another, another day. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just one of those people. I know the guys, they're going to make a fucking scene there. It's going to be, Oh my God, why didn't you tell us? We would have thrown you a party. I didn't tell you because I don't want a fucking party. I want to go home. I want to sit there by myself and play my fucking games and drink my beer with and no I'll pants on with exactly with no pants on That's And that, that was the other thing that was, we had an understanding even before we were dating. It's like, if you come by the house unannounced, there's a really good chance. I'm going to answer the phone in my or answer the door in my drawers. It's just, <laughs> 
If you're not invited, you're not expected, and I'm not preparing. Allie knows that rule with my house. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if I know she's coming, I'm not putting on pants. Well, that's fine too, as long as it's understood. <laughs> I expect you to. Exactly. Yeah, I just I I was like, don't tell the guys it's my birthday. They're gonna make a fuss because that's what they do, and they're gonna pull out the blender, and we're gonna have daiquiris and all this other shit. And I don't. I I just want to go get the beer you're forcing me to go have, and then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna play my video games. You say, oh, just stop being a poop. I just want to run in and grab something I left there the other day. And we get in the in the door. I I was not in the door three steps. Guess who's twenty five today? Oh my god. Oh. Fucking bitch. <laughs> Lucky I love you. And, you know, oh my God, why didn't you tell us? We would have thrown a party. I didn't tell you because I don't want a fucking party, guys. Thank you for acknowledging it's my birthday. I made it another year without anybody killing me. That's fantastic. I did not dumb myself to death. I'm not on a Darwin Award. I'm fantastic. And the guys are all, hey, well, happy birthday. We're playing Mario Party. You want to play? And I'm like, no, I'm going to go out on the porch and have a cigarette. I came back in and sat down in a chair and the guy who had a crush on me apparently was in the shower when I came in and heard the announcement that it was my birthday. As soon as I came back in and sat down, he comes streaking down the hallway in a pink thong and proceeded to start grinding on my shoulder and singing happy birthday. And I was like, (laughs) nope, we're done I just, I just don't ever want a dick on my shoulder. I think that's really what I have a problem with. I don't, I don't yep. know anyone who does want a dick on their shoulder. And I've had this conversation with plenty of people, and nobody's <laughs> ever been like, "You lucky dog!" Like, I've always wanted a dick on my shoulder. This sounds like a really bad Lonely Island song. Yeah, it really does. And so I kind of like hoisted him up, and I found out like after the fact. Apparently, he was into that shit too, because. I was like, I reached my threshold. The dick on my shoulder was the breaking point for Aaron. I was just like, okay, cool. Aaron is done. Picked him up like by one arm, hoisted him up off the ground and lobbed him across the room. And the wonderful part that made me almost cry laughing was like karmic justice. Cause I would, I didn't aim him or anything. I just kind of lobbed him. And he was, like I said, fresh out of the shower. So he was still kind of wet and slick, wearing a pink thong. So his ass was fully exposed. And his ass ran right into the side of my wife's head. <laughs> and I was like, Two <laughs> And she's like, that was not funny. I think he's covered in baby oil. And I'm like, yeah, I know. My shirt's stained. <laughs> can we go get my beer so I can go home now? There's a nice dick-shaped imprint of oil on my shoulder. Do you see this? you see this? Oh, well, you see this? This was a good shirt. <laughs> you never have good shirts. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But, but now this one's ruined. Th- this one's ruined. <laughs> and so we went We went to the restaurant, and we walked in the door, and she told this was a place we went like after work on a regular basis, so they kind of knew us. So we walk in the door. Hey, the old man's 25 today. I'm like, do you have to fucking tell everyone? And so we go sit down and the the owner bought us a round of beers. So I got my birthday beer and it was free. Well, at least, at least there was a happy ending. Yeah. And then the wait staff brought out like a, a little Sunday with a candle stuck in it Aww. for me because they knew I liked ice cream. So, and they brought it out and they sang happy birthday to me and, 
I didn't get like the fucked up restaurant version of happy birthday. They actually said happy birthday, dear Aaron. And I was like, Aww. we come here way too fucking much. <laughs> That's super cute though. The entire wait staff knows me by name. We need to find <laughs> a different place to hang out. We're never coming back here. I love you all, but never see us again. I watched one of the waitress's kids when her babysitter got sick. Aww. I, Aww. He was the spawn of Satan. <laughs> that kid was don't I know it was like he's like, okay, random ass guy that my mom trusts that's gonna watch me for two hours till her shift is over. Let's see what you got. And I'm like, All right, I got video games. Here's some soda. I got chips. Keep yourself busy for two hours. Keep yourself occupied till your mom gets off work. Oh, can I play Grand Theft Auto? Aren't you like nine? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, you're not playing Grand Theft Auto. Nothing that says M on it. There's a rating on there for a reason. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you were cool. No, I'm not. I'm Nobody so fucking uncool. Nobody said that. <laughs> Nobody endorsed that. I'm like, your mom asked me to watch you because I am the least cool person she <laughs> fucking knows. Okay. All the cool options said no. Yeah, the, the cool people are all out doing cool people shit. <laughs> I'm sitting here not playing Grand Theft Auto because I have a nine-year-old in my house. <laughs> Now we both are suffering. You ladies got anything else you want to add? Um, Other any, than I any... loved this. This was so fun. And I loved our conversation. Yeah. And I loved, I just loved this. I thought this was amazing. This was super fun. Awesome. I've been, I've been looking forward to this for like two weeks. Seriously. That <laughs> makes me happy. Soon, soon as you guys said yes, I was all like, <laughs> and <laughs> like I said, I do shit like that. I really do. I mean, it's. I really appreciated being here, Aaron. Thank you so much for having us on your show today. This was a magnificent experience and I loved it. Love, 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 loved it. So thank you so much for having us. I feel like a lot Same. of the content that we, you gave me the fucking floor and then you say things anyway. I just said same. But I thought you were going to start talking. Okay. I feel like a lot of the topics that we talked about today and concepts that we talked about today are super relevant in our episodes also. Uh, it's a very consistent theme. And again, like you said, when we started, we're kindred spirits by show, I can totally tell. So I just wanted to throw out there some of the topics that we have that I think are really important. And also some of our, just our favorites. I'm speaking for Allie right now because she gave me this opportunity to say the things. Some of our favorite episodes that are currently on our show are like Satanism, virginity is a really good episode our episode about tattoos is a really great episode we have an entire race series that was called no fucks given november because that's how we felt about it um where we've covered topics such as white privilege black women matter uh the Hmong immigration and also the true origin of thanksgiving and indigenous culture in our country we just talk about really seriously taboo culture things that society wishes maybe we didn't talk about and we do it with foul mouths and drinks in hand. And we would love to invite you to come check us out if you'd be interested. Um, we also obviously super support Aaron. And I had to say it because, you guys, the show is fucking amazing. So please don't hesitate to share any of our shows, Aaron's or ours. Um, rate us all the things. All that is so appreciated. Specifically for taboos, you can find us at taboos the pod on twitter and instagram 
We are Just Taboos on Facebook, and you can send us an email at taboosthepodcast at gmail.com if you have any taboo culture ideas or if you feel as though you'd be a subject matter expert in a taboo topic. Please know that that's a very broad statement. We cover, like I said, all kinds of shit. Our episode this week was about truck drivers, so there's no rhyme or reason to this madness. Uh, If it's taboo, we want to talk about it. We have a new website, too. It's taboosthepod.com. It's pretty. We forget about it because it's literally a brand new totally baby. Forget but about it. it's there. I love that we forget about the brand new baby. Like, that was maybe not a good way to say it, but you're not wrong. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. Thank you, guys. Um, I completely agree. This was fun. I And, like I said, maybe next time I'll have more focused talking points but really this is more my thing i guess no i love it i think banter podcasts um, with this open concept is amazing i really i'm here for it yeah so um like i said i guess for now that's that's what we had to say i loved that i loved that too That was so great. Oh, my God. That made me so happy. I wasn't even ready. And I was like, wait, that's the name of the show. Oh, my God. That was so cute. Did he do that on purpose? And then I realized that was the outro. That's that's the sign off. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That just made me geek out because, like, that's what we do with ours. Okay. Yeah. All right.